This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Warning. This podcast discusses difficult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Vanya. Hi, I'm Avrin, and this is Rom Crime. Vigilante. The word vigilante is complex. It can seem black and white. But today, we aim to take you into the gray. Vigilante. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode of Rom Crime Vigilante. That's right. I love it, man. So I fun. love it so much. <laughs> today, we are going to do a little something this different. Is kind of, yeah, I guess we're, we were telling you all last um, episode about the town of Skidmore, Missouri. That's right. And the vigilante style killing of Ken Rex McElroy. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about the effects that had on the town and we didn't go too deep into it. And we were talking about it afterwards and we were like, you know, we, we should really actually have an episode. You about, guys, like, what bat shit crazy. Yeah, what, like, happens. what does vigilante justice and then lies and secrets and like, what is the cost of taking matters into your own hands. It's crazy. And since this whole town has to bear the burden of this yeah. this crime, uh, we continued watching There's this documentary. So and my much goodness. Information. Holy shit. We couldn't not. We couldn't so, not. Wait, before yeah. we get to that, let's yes. just, you know. So, yeah. How was Hi. your week? It was my week has been just fine. Yes, Thank yes. you so much. How um, about you? Oh, it's good. It's good. So... You guys probably know I have a three-year-old little child, a boy, and he is, uh, and we're stuck inside. Yeah. <laughs> so fun, isn't isn't it? It? <laughs> And we are making every one of our meals, which I have to admit, I'm definitely kind of a... Uh, over wanna, it? Well, I'm over it. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm, I'm kind of a fast food whore in, in the before time. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're busy and yeah. you're like, so you do either fast food or some kind of out taking out food. So we don't really get to do that as much. And so I'm cooking every GD meal with just, and he wants to help me, the three-year-old. He wants to help me. He has this like, we don't have any of those cute, apparently there's these like really cute, um, like chair types, like stools that the kids can stand in and it keeps them safe when they're in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, we have just like a, like a, a metal ladder that he like slowly like, close to me like brings it over and he tries to help me and it's like great he's so adorable um but and yesterday he helped me like he wants to use knives and i'm like no you're three yeah but he's so annoying i i i as a parent right now (laughs) i don't know how literally just like i my kids are gonna be uh, um like just 
assholes after this because I say I'm like sure fine whatever they like break me down you know I have dis I used to have discipline I used to have structure but after a while I'm like yeah sure I don't know yeah go ahead peel that potato so I let, I let him peel <laughs> you the cut that steak up for mommy <laughs> I let him peel the potato and the truth is is my daughter she's seven she was never as into it and I still try to get her into you know she loves to bake cookies and they love to right. you know lick the spoon and all that but she's not he's really into it like he right. wants to do it so and I don't. No, I think I had to be uh, sort of coerced to help in the kitchen when I was a young kid. I like to just be outside. Right. But what about you? Did you ever cook when you were young? Well, it's so it's funny because yes and no. To it, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. When I was young, my dad was a restaurant owner slash head chef. Oh, wow. That's right. So like we would take my whole kindergarten class, you know, like our, like the school trip or whatever one time was to my dad's kitchen and we all got to like make pasta with him and stuff so like that. Italian or? Italian, yes. Oh. It was called O Solinio. Ooh. It was an Italian restaurant in Tucson, Arizona that my dad um, owned and was also the executive and head chef for. How cool. Yeah, what? I mean, I was pretty young. So I remember the, the fettuccine Alfredo, which was kind of the signature oh, yeah. dish for him. Um, but at home, I don't really have that many memories of cooking. Mm. Um, and I think maybe because when I was young, young, like your child, young, yeah. you know, <laughs> three, I'm not, not that I have all that many memories from being three, but I think that most of the, you know, excitement with food was more about the being at dad's restaurant. Like yeah. I remember the big brunch buffet and like oh, help, fun. you know, and wanting to help yeah. Yeah. with everything. Um, but cooking at home, not so much. Yeah. And I feel like I'm still coerced most of the time into <laughs> cooking. Um, I think you're a really good cook. I, I remember the I first time to. I had your chili back in oh. in New York. It was, I was like, what the hell? Who made this? This is amazing. They had like a big event yeah. and you brought it. And I think I've still been trying to like I have that, that recipe because I, I my sister also asked me for it. And I was like, I See, should write this down. You are a good cook. Well, because it was random. It is it is a very random recipy, but it did turn out yeah, good. Yeah. It's yummy. I just find that I just because I know everybody's cooking right now and probably people, we're just all getting burnt out of being home. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can order um, of delivery. Of course, and we do that too. Yeah. You know, there's three meals a day here. Every day. You have to eat every day. And but there's a point where I'm like, you know, after all the and yes, I want I want everybody to make money, but like, you know, after all the delivery fees, you're like, okay, that was is is like as expensive if not more if we just had gone sit down in a nice restaurant. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm trying to like not do that. We're trying anyways, to. Yeah. I digress. I'm sorry. Just, you know, food, the daily toil of living during this pandemic but guess what there's vaccines and slowly slowly yes. rolling out. and we've got leadership now that feels oh my god i don't know competent beyond competent really yeah. um but it's been nice to i watched like the news this morning and instead of being like oh my god yeah. i was like okay yeah. well at least that's comprehensive and i understand right. what you know what the plan is and i hope that you can get congress to do anything i thank right. you so much for speaking full in full sentences and also yeah. getting um experts on yeah. your on the team to like combat this problem so yeah, yeah. i'm with you on that totally. so that does feel a little less stressful so hopefully we'll all be able to go out to a restaurant soon i, I hope so too but now let's dive into the wonderful yes. world of true crime vigilante style so if you didn't listen to last week's episode what you should know is that in 1981 the town of Skidmore, Missouri, got away with murder. Mm. There was a town bully named Ken Rex McElroy, and he was just a nasty, bad, mean man right. who did horrible things like try to kill people, rape people, burn people's <laughs> houses down. Steal their hogs. You know, 
just get pissed off at everyone and take it out on them physically and sometimes with fire. Yeah. Um, so bad, bad guy. Yeah. And the town one day snapped after he shot the local grocer and seemingly was maybe going to get away with it. Yeah. And uh, he was murdered in broad daylight in the middle of Main Street with 60 plus eyewitnesses and yet no one saw a thing. Right. And um, if you haven't, had the chance to after last week's episode if you if your interest wasn't peaked i really could not recommend no one saw a thing more yeah. i mean it's fascinating it's six parts mm-hmm. it dives into so much more than just the ken rex McElroy story and it yes. was so good that bonnie and i were like we're gonna keep going well you story. guys there's like four more stories out of this uh documentary that kind of in a way hadn't had um Started with the story of Ken McElroy. So let's Skidmore. It, yeah, let's put it this way. Skidmore, Missouri should not be a town that like people know of, right? But because yeah, of, it's such a, so small. Yeah, so. it's a super, I mean, like we said, it's never had a larger population than like 480 people. Yeah. And I believe in now it's like down to less than 200 people. Yeah. But that's because bad things have been going on in the town of Skidmore for a long time. That's right. And one of the things that this documentary explores is that after the town got away with murder, mm-hmm. There were around nine horrible or mysterious or just tragic deaths. And three of them were like truly horrific like shit. You globally guys. disgusting. And gained national attention, or at least one of them did. And that is not normal, that a small rural town in the middle of the country with less than 400 people living in it makes national news headlines for horrible murders a lot. Yeah, And Skidmore, Missouri apparently did just that. So, I mean, how can we not go into it? Yeah, we have to. I think we have to because it seems to be... A pattern. And it also seems to be maybe karma. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Not, I mean, but just I don't know. you know that like violence breeds violence. It's and true. secret keeping breeds secret keeping. And turning the other cheek or looking away rather than saying like, no, I see something wrong. I should say something. Yeah. That can they were just they were just bred to to just keep to themselves. And mm-hmm. that's what they said after that happened, after the Ken McElroy shooting, people would stay inside. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked to their neighbors. How yeah. str- How? And a lot of people left town. That's right. A lot of people left town. They're, like the guy, Britt Small, yeah. the, fe- the festival um, singer, singer guy, he was sa- he said like, when I moved in, there were three gas stations. Yeah. And a, whatever, you know. But yeah, so it kind of went downhill from there. Um, and as the years went by, as the years go <laughs> It was what in the nineties or early two thousands? I think it was the early two thousands. The documentary talks about all across the country, honestly, but I think a lot in rural areas, meth becomes a big problemo. Yeah, that is that is it, especially those small towns. And here is the thing: I guess I understand, like, because I was thinking back on when we were talking last week's episode of, right. the, of that bar. I can't get over it. That barbing, yeah. that sad, sad windowless bar. windowless barn bar called the D&G, people were going at 6 a.m. to drink. People are, like, there's nothing to do in this town, man. They're, yeah, like, I think that's a big part of no it. Community. In the documentary, isn't there, like, a guy who's just, like, hanging out on old busted buses being yeah. like, there ain't nothing to do in Skidmore. That's right. Oh, my God, that's the guy that ends that ends the documentary. Yeah. He was correct. I'm like, who the hell, where the hell did they find this guy? Yeah, He's like, they found some great people. Such a good character. But that's true. There's nothing to do there. And meth. 
you can just go and buy the stuff at like Walmart. Right. You know, until they realize that that's what you could do. And they're like, you can no longer purchase so much Sudafed over the counter. Is that what it is? I mean, I don't know exactly well, what I know. it is. But I know that you buy basically, it's all over the counter stuff until people yeah. caught wise to it that you can make meth. Well, my husband was saying when he was um, in high school, he worked at a grocery store. Um, that's why he is so particular about how I bag the groceries. Thank you very much. I'm like, you know what? I just throw the shit in. I don't give a shit. Yeah, just let I, him I, Obviously, bag if it's breakable, put it on top. But I just like shove it in. He's like, hey, <laughs> there's like a rhyme and reason. And I'm like, I do not care. You're like, then you do it. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Um, but yeah, when he was young and he was working there, they had a list of things. If anybody bought this these things together, then you had to flag it and get a hold of the police. Right. And it was like it was, lie and I don't know, yeah, a bunch of like, crap. It's either murder or meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be. be season three yeah. of Wrong oh Crime. Wrong Crime, Murder, Murder or meth. meth. I love it. Um, but yeah, and so the town, it's already gone downhill mm-hmm. in a lot of ways since the killing of Ken Rex McElroy. But when meth becomes an issue, yeah. it like really drags. Can I ask a down. dumb question? Yeah. Um, so is it is it that meth is so addictive or does it make you feel like you're the king of the world like what does meth do to uh, people you know i've never done meth, i should have i know but, but i should have um, done some research and i'm I sorry think, about that no that's I, okay but i think it must like, make from you what feel I, know, I think you feel great, great. i think it's a, an upper for sure okay um why it's so bad is that it's like a pretty much um immediately addictive oh. and then it also um can inspire a lot of rage because again right. it's like it's like a super max upper yeah. that you made in your bathtub. Right. You know, or wherever you made it in your meth lab. Yeah. Um, and so it's got, you know, all uppers. And people lose teeth. Oh, I mean, like so fast. It ages people very quickly. How sad is that? I would die if I lost my teeth. I mean, what if all your teeth just fell out? It'd be so scary. Anyways, I you'd just think wanted you'd to stop, start there but... because I was like, because it is such an upsetting problem. And whenever you, you know, hear about it, it sounds like such... Ooh, yuckiness that yeah, surrounds and it's like a, it. And it. And it just takes hold of you, I think, pretty much immediately. And so if it took hold of the whole town, you can imagine. Right. And not a whole town. It's not like everyone in Skidmore but a lot was doing of that. The young but there people was, were. A lot of them were not only doing it, but also making it. Yeah. And so like the town was kind of a little bit of like a meth den. That's right. And the, the sheriff of the time was like... Yeah, that we basically that's what we did every day. We yeah, they eventually busted. got like a task force, but with such a yeah. small community, you'd think there'd be an easier way to crack down on it. I, I know, guess. but Just I, I like, don't know. We know all of you, and we know all of your parents, and we're yeah. gonna tell, and we're you're in but trouble. But maybe they were doing it too. Maybe yeah. the older parents are doing it too. Probably because everybody's bored as hell. No one has anything to do. They probably don't have a theater in the town. They definitely don't have a theater that's in the too town, bad. which they, is maybe that would have solved all their problems. I think on. it might have art. Art. Why didn't Brit Smalls have everyone join the festival band? Exactly. And Do they a could, choir or something. Yeah, my goodness. Bring some, like, bring some joy to Skidmore. So meth brings tragedy to this town in, a, in a, several yeah. different ways. Mm-hmm. But um, the first instance that's talked about in the documentary, as we mentioned, after the town got away with murder, one of the residents says, I think there were somewhere around nine horrible, mysterious, or tragic deaths yeah that happened in skidmore and that is unusual for a town of 300 people i mean yeah um and so the first one happened um i believe it was in 2001 Mm -hmm. and a young woman named wendy gillenwater was found beaten to death in her front yard it's so upsetting and um she had basically been beaten to death by her husband yeah Greg, 
who was so high on meth that, I mean, he they the cops described it as like he pulverized oh, her. Oh, it's so upsetting. Like he didn't just beat her; like he pulverized. I mean, this her. to me is like the way they described it. If this is like pure evil, yeah. Because and, after and, she was dead, dead, they had he he like put dawn soap down her mouth or something yeah. disgusting like that. it's just like what kind of psychopath does yeah, like somebody who's like that? um a bad mean man already Drugs and then he bad. did meth yeah and just continuously did yeah he apparently she had been the neighbors said that he they could hear her yeah beat he, him they'd been together for, for five years married for five years there was rampant abuse is how it was described in the i think like the newspaper articles that they showed in yeah. the documentary and that the neighbors were aware of it and also um he dragged her outside to continue beating her to death. In the front yard is where they found her body and where he ultimately killed her. And um, people saw and nobody did a thing. And then when he left her body there, nobody went out to help or see if they could help her. And so this is a town that's really good at just not seeing anything, not saying anything. So five years of rampant (sighs) physical abuse that people knew about, someone should have stepped in at some point before this point then when you see the guy pulverizing your neighbor maybe you holler like i'm calling the cops just to get him to run i'm not saying you have to go like confront the rage guy i don't know get a gun or something but like i mean everybody has guns there that's right you you, and we're not saying that to be like rude or stereotyping you you guys all said you had the guns in the documentary (laughs) it's true all right i think about the bystander effect when a group is watching something horrible happen everyone thinks someone else will do something but i don't think that's what this is i think think this is a town that just thought you know what it's the safe the safest thing to do is just keep your mouth shut Mm -hmm. and and don't get involved yeah because otherwise someone's gonna come for you yeah i don't know who right it's just and we never it's the fear. It's the fear. <laughs> I think I personally think fear is one of the most horrible things that really can kill you from the inside out. Yeah. So yeah. So she passed, and this is where we meet um, Brit Small's son, mm-hmm. where he's in the documentary of No One Saw a Thing, where he he went off and he went into the army like his dad, and his right. dad's very and proud. He said of him. he would never and go back to Skidmore except for the fact that his family has a farm there yeah. so he visits i did not get the sense he lives there. no no he does not live there because yeah. he's like you shouldn't live but he there. did say when he was in high school he went she was either old i think a couple years older than him mm-hmm. and she was like he was like yeah she found a a local guy and and never left and never he's like left. and that's really common here that's a story that you hear a lot yeah because there's not a lot of well i mean who to, else not, are you gonna meet to so anyway so that's sad next uh big Big, big one. Big yep. one happened was Branson Perry. What was his name? Branson Perry. Branson Perry. And he was like this, another kid that um, Britt Smalls. Yeah. His, son, oh, Britt Smalls son was Marty Smalls. Oh, thank you. Marty Smalls went to school with this guy and was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was, you know, always a nice guy. And they show his picture. He looks like, and they're showing in the documentary young pictures of him, this like blonde guy, smiley, yeah, skinny like dude. Kid. Yeah, like yeah. kid. But then I'm like, wait a minute. He was 20 when he went missing. So he goes yeah. missing. His father had had a heart attack or a stroke and he was cleaning the house. With to get him. ready for his dad to come home. That's right. With and like a cleaning lady or maybe like a, or, or a, friend, a friend or something. Or some older and he lady. went out to put some cables in the shed and mm-hmm. just vanished off the face of the earth. Yeah. Never came back. But it's interesting, too, because Marty Smalls talks about how there's only two types of humans. There's 
predators. Oh, good for you. That's I'm glad you remember that. And and lambs or yeah, something. Like, you were or sheep or I was like, first of all, it's not that simple. No. Like not everyone's either gonna be a victim or a victimizer. Exactly. Fuck off. That I agree. Because I heard that language. Like, no, but, but like, I was like, no, we're guys. not. I was like, there's nuance. You don't have any nuance, sir. And I know exactly who you are now. But, I like um, your father better because at least he had more character. Yeah. I mean, he did. He's also the same. It's like, I'd have shot the wife. That's the I first mean, that mistake. guy sucks, too. There's a, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not saying we are. We have never said that we think these people are good people. No. We think this is a fascinating town full of fascinating characters yeah. that are mostly pissing me off the whole time. Yeah. But anyway... This kid goes missing. His mother is devastated. Yeah. The cables were missing that he had taken back. Yep. And then mysteriously showed up two weeks later, so which ma- made people think like, oh, it's like somebody from town must have done this because yeah. they were like, oh, shit. They talked about those cables. We'll just put the cables back. But again, there's no evidence of any kind. There's no sign of a struggle. There's no blood. There's no body. There's no nothing. nothing. This kid is just gone. Then they find a creepy dude on the internet. Yeah. Ugh, who is telling people that he like, that he killed this guy. Yeah. He's like, I picked up a blonde kid. It. From... He calls it it I in call... this creepy way and like how he like stabbed it and describes, you know, it's one of those rooms on the internet that I hoped never to accidentally find myself in. Um, But that a Was dark that in the 2000s? Or... Yeah. Because the chat rooms were a little more like. Loosey goosey. Yeah. Yeah. This was so. early 2000s. Um. But yeah, so the police go and they pick this guy up, and the they're they going through stuff, his house. They not... find this um, this necklace thing that the dad swears is his son's, and so then they take this guy to court. But basically, it turns out this guy goes to jail for other reasons yeah, because he... he did, in fact, do lots of bad things, like perform um, oh, like God. sex changes on people. I think against their will and oh, stuff my like that. God. Um, so I'm glad they found him. Yeah, but he did not, in fact, take. Branson Perry. No. He actually just read the story in the news and was doing like some fan fiction shit in a creepy chat room. And so the sheriff of Nodaway County, yeah. which is no longer Danny Estes, nope. but I don't have his name. I'm so sorry. Um, he's like, listen, it wasn't that guy. We actually know exactly what this is. We know who did this. We know it's a resident of Skidmore. We know that this kid, Branson Perry, was not necessarily like a good kid that he was in the drug scene, right. he was making meth, he was selling meth. And according to Marty, he just happened to be a sheep, you know? And so, like, the bad guys, they're going to take the sheep. I don't know that he was going to blab. Yeah. But technically, the case is unsolved. Even though the sheriff was like, we all know who did yeah, it. I'm they're like, tell us who did I know, tell us who, for God's sake. And then, you know. It's but basically the whoever mother... the drug kingpin is. Yeah. In um, Skidmore, Missouri. Yeah. The mom on her deathbed, the sheriff said he whispered to her. Who had killed her son? Who had taken her son? Oh. But he won't tell the documentary because I guess people are just scared yeah. of people in Skidmore. I wonder if it's like the mayor. Oh, like I the don't mayor know. shot Ken Rex McElroy. He never ages or grows old, and now Ooh. he's like a drug kingpin. That would be a great horror movie. I know, right? But I'm just like, why are you guys so afraid to like, yeah, stand up for victims? You know, yeah. And then this last, this last horrible thing, honestly, it has nothing to do with meth, but it is just a sad story that happened. That happened in Skidmore, Missouri. And by the way, these three stories take place between 2000 and 2004. So like rapid succession of mass tragedy. Like, I'll let you start this one. Okay, well, I just want to say we need to like, um, 
you know, give some good vibes. What do they call it when you... We're going to sage. Yes, we need to sage. Someone needs to sage Skidmore, Missouri. And maybe all of Nodaway County. Yeah, we need to um, just crop dust it. (laughs) Okay. So this one is... This is the murder of Bobby Joe Stinnant. And it is literally the saddest thing. And so I'm going to try And also fast. the craziest. And thing. the craziest. So Bobby Joe Stinnant was, she was pregnant. She was 23 years old. Um, she had a husband, you know, she's. She, she bred rat terriers okay, for so a living. Yeah, that's what she did. She was a dog breeder, she and she dog. was a resident of Skidmore, Missouri. And she loved, she loved animals. She would go across the country to different, like, dog show things and talk about rat terriers. Well, she was randomly found. By her mother. It's so sad because her she would go pick up her Her mom worked at the Minute Mart or something. Yeah. So she'd go pick up her mom every day, same time, pick her up, you know, take her home. And one day she didn't show up. And that was really weird. And they find her, eight months pregnant woman, with her belly cut and the baby gone. And she had bled out and died. And she had fought for her life. Um, but she did not make it. And it is the saddest thing. I It makes me, my heart, stu- my it makes my stomach hurt, actually. Yeah. It's really like... It's horrifying. And I, I'm sure that other documentaries go deep into this, and it's just like too much. It's like torture porn to talk about it too. I think it right. makes me sick. But so some person took that baby. Well, the next thing, yes, it's sad she died. They're like... This that baby, baby is gone. Is gone, but it could actually have lived. Yeah, because she was eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so now they're trying to put out an Amber Alert for right. a baby that had technically not been born yet. Exactly. And so they don't know how to describe it. They don't know the hair color. because They don't know anything certain, about it. Um, requirements of... To for an Amber Alert. Exactly. Like hair color. Age. Age, weight, height, and yeah. something like this. But so they didn't have that. Eventually, the cop, the sheriff of the town the did FBI. get them to do an Amber yeah. Alert. But the FBI gets called in also because That's they're right. like, what the actual hell? Like, this woman was murdered and her, and her unborn child has been kidnapped, basically, yeah. is where we're at. And so they're trying to find out, you know, like, was it the husband? Was it blah, blah, blah? Nope. Yeah. And so where do you remember how they found out? Um, well, they put it all over the news, right? It's all over the news. Skidmore, Missouri. Again, you guys, they're like, <laughs> what the hell is happening in Skidmore? Yeah, Skidmore's the and smallest town that everyone ever, knows. That everyone knows and everyone dies. Um, and... So they start looking through once the FBI gets involved, right? They actually take over the case completely from the sheriff department because it's too big. And it turns out it's going to cross state lines here in a sec. So they start going (laughs) through her computer and they find an email from a woman in Fairfax, Missouri or something about coming to buy a rat terrier. And so they're like, okay, that was the day, the day she was supposed to come get the dog. Uh, sorry, this just story is so upsetting, yeah. um, was the same day that she was murdered. And so they're yeah. like, we have to find this woman. And they start sending people out there, but then the FBI, because they're better at stuff, you know, this kind of stuff, they actually trace the IP address to a woman from Kansas. That's right. It's Melvern, Kansas. Melvern, Kansas. Do you know where that is? I don't. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. And this woman's name is Lisa Montgomery. And weirdly, because it's all over the news, and they're like, if you see anyone with a newborn and it seems like inexplicable that they could have a newborn, would you please call? Because we literally don't know how else to describe what what you're looking for. That's good, yeah. And I guess a neighbor of uh, Lisa Montgomery is like, um, my neighbor has a newborn and I just – she somehow knew something about her medical history oh, right. that made it impossible for her to have a newborn. But this is where it gets even weirder because, yeah – 
It was this crazy lady. Yeah. Um, they go, they get Miss Lisa. Once they figure it out, they're like, we are running on the, cl- like, we like, don't have baby. We yeah. And can you imagine, alive. like, your babies usually are, are born either with a midwife or right. like in a hospital. Just ripped out. Yeah. How would, we don't know if this thing is, this thing, this baby is going to survive. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, the husband of the Lisa Montgomery was like, huh, you know, he, how would he not know? Right. Well, she because she pretended, she pretended to sorry, be yeah, pregnant. Pretended. And I'm like, how would he not know she was pretending though? Yeah. But whatever. So this woman had for eight months pretended to be pregnant because while she was she following. plotted to steal. Yeah. She was following Bobby um, Joe baby because they media. actually knew each other. They had been at several of the same um, dog show events. Yeah. And, uh, the baby was okay. The baby was okay and returned to his... To her father or his father? I can't. To her dad. Okay. So the, the dad... The proper dad. The, proper the real father, dad. You know, so they, she's like living and healthy. Yeah, and, she's a, like a full person, like a grown person. I grown, mean, can you but, imagine if that was your story? No. And nobody told you? It's insane. It's really sad. But this woman, the reason that I also felt like we really had to tell the story was because... I recognize Lisa Montgomery's picture. I'm like, that's been popping up in the media. I was like, why do I know that face? She was uh, put to death in the United States of America on January 13th, which was just last month. Just last week or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, last month. Sorry. We're in February now. (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's crazy. It's like, so she did something heinous, horrible. And I mean, I don't know, you know, depending on what your views are of of the death penalty i usually am like not but then after hearing such it's just i know i don't believe in the death penalty but i'm like i guess if there ever is a moment where you want to maybe go with that it's the woman who stalked and stole an unborn baby from its mother and then yeah like let the mom die and ran off with the kid i can't imagine the mother's last thoughts it just makes me sad i don't yeah but if she's looking over everyone now at least her kid was yeah her at least they found that baby safe and got her back to her dad um and so she was like grandparents and her grandparents and all that stuff but that happened in skidmore missouri guys just just so darn upsetting and Um, this town like it's crazy because it's a small town the characters that were like Right there at the forefront of the Ken Rex McElroy story. They are, they know every one of these people exactly. that we just told you about because that's how small this town is. So these tragedies affected each of them like personally and directly. And um, it's just, it's just wild. And they say they're that used to this kind of like tragedy and ugly tragedy. and violent kind of just existence. But they definitely, I would say they kind of suggest that it's like violence breeds violence, secrecy leads to nefarious bad things like yeah. drugs and murder and um, not helping a neighbor in need. And that this is a cycle that must be broken or Skidmore will continue to be the world's smallest town like with that. like uh, all of the craziest murders. Yeah. So yeah, we had to tell you guys that story. I just couldn't let that I just that can't pass. get over like how, how did all of this happen in this tiny town? I don't know. First, I think it started with people thinking that they had there were no repercussions for their actions. Yeah, that's true. I guess if all of the people that got away with murder in 1981 had kids, those kids grew up thinking, yeah, there were no consequences. And the people who had who got who had murdered Ra- Raymond or whatever the guy in 1931. Yeah, they thought the kids of those people yeah, were, were the 1981, maybe, maybe, yeah. or you know, they were 50s. 
Totally. For sure. Because yeah. they weren't young folks that killed Ken Rex McElroy. I think no, he was no. in his 50s or yeah. something. Um, I will say that the very end of the documentary, we basically discover that the people of Skidmore still aren't going to tell us who killed Ken Rex McElroy, yeah. but they know. And they do know that everyone who was directly involved in his murder, not the cover-up part, but the actual shooting of him, they're all dead now. And I did want to say that the man that um, Trina accused, uh-huh. uh, the Clement guy, yeah. um, he drank himself to death and apparently was never the same. So oh. I think maybe he did, in fact, I think she did see yeah. him shoot her husband. And the fact that she kept screaming that at like, the top of her lungs yeah. and nobody would take him to court. It's just a fucked up it story. It is so messed up because you're right. If that you had mentioned that in the last episode, if they had just said yes, we did it, and here's why, and here's why, then they he probably would have gotten off because it would have been Nottoway County jurors. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it would have been then, people that and knew then of Clement, this guy. Clement probably wouldn't have drank himself to death because I. It seems not. No one should take vigilante justice into their own hands, but it seems like he did it for a good reason. I mean, he was right, this guy like, was terrorizing time, and, unless. Clement was one of the terrorizers, too. I know. It's just crazy. This story is one of those really, like, that's in the gray, if you will. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I don't know. I don't think that he was a good man who didn't deserve to have a town want to get rid of him. I just don't know that this was the way to do it. I agree. Um, Because murder is never the answer. We have to come back to that. It's never the answer unless it truly is the only answer. And that's... I think it's got to be a, like a your life or my life situation. Exactly. Um, and you're trying to take mine. Right. I think I'm making like sense. Like a defense. Like, like a defense. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like self-defense is the only time murder, which is why you can use that to get away with exactly. murder if you actually were yeah. using self-defense. I could see, though, taking someone's life, destroying you inside. Absolutely. Like, I don't think I could get over that without some serious mental health. Uh, uh, 100%. You're right. And I think that that, that clearly... They might have gotten away with it, but it it took everything from oh, yeah. the people of Skidmore. I mean, can you imagine keeping a big secret? You know, no. any kind of secret that you're just, I'm sure like, if you think about, I don't know, any kind of thing that you really shouldn't have done and you didn't tell somebody, it eats Yeah, it eats you alive. alive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. So check nice. out this documentary, guys. That's right. Just for, just do it. No, what, no really one well saw done. a thing. No one saw a thing. Um, yeah, Vaughn, this was a good one. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you Yay. guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rom Crime Vigilante. We have new episodes out every Friday, so feel free to subscribe if you want to follow along with us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Rom Crime. That is R-O-M-C-R-I-M-E. Or you can email us at romcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.